The TSW Roundtable is a proud member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Follow at SW Commonwealth on Twitter and take your first steps into a larger world. Hello there. You want the bad news? Roger, Roger. The Force. It's calling to you. This is not going to go the way you think. Now you will experience the full power of the dark side. That's not how the Force works. I need someone to show me my place in all this. This is madness. Let the past die. Kill it. It's a trap! Fulfill your destiny. No! Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the first 2018 edition of the TSW Roundtable. I am, once again, your moderator, Robert Cast, and I think we have a really decent show lined up here for you. Actually, an all-North American show. There's a TSW VIP meetup going on in the UK right as we speak. Actually, those buggers are re-watching The Last Jedi and probably enjoying lunch and dinner, probably a few pints. So they are very, very lucky. So us here in North America decided, yeah, you know what? Yeah, well, I think we're going to hang out today. So, first off, I'm going to introduce my co-host today, M from Bridger Transmissions from the Tumbling Saber Podcast. Do you want to say hi to everybody, M? Hey, guys. Bonjour. Oh, bonjour. <laughs> Comment ça va? Ça va bien, toi? Uh, comme si, comme ça. Comme si, comme ça. There we go. And that's all the French I have, unless... Well, this is a family show, so this is all the French I have. <laughs> um, and next, I want to introduce, from south of the border, Casey Bennett. Welcome. Hey, how's it going? Very good, thank you. Welcome to the roundtable. This is awesome to have you. We hear you on the TSW Proper Show. You've uh, actually jumped in. You have Connor's Corner and Casey's Corner, and you guys are kind of doing that. You're hammering that thing out together. And we hear your questions most weeks, but now we have you live on mic. Yeah. It's, uh, it's exciting to kind of get a little more involved this way. We'll see how it goes. Oh, yeah. No, hey, don't be nervous. This is what the show is all about. And uh, actually, someone who can attest to that, uh, Nathan Roberts from uh, Newfoundland here in Canada. He's a, he's a veteran of the roundtable, but he's back to join us. Nathan, say hi to everybody. You really come out of the gate swinging, don't you, Rob? We got a decent show for you today. We do. We got a decent <laughs> show for you today. Well, you know, I don't want the UK guys to be like, oh, those buggers. You mean, like, we got we to be very polite. We are Canadian after all. Well, three out of four, so. I call one of my friend, American friends, bugger all the time because that's why actually my descent is from Britain, so. Oh, wow. Quarter, quarter Britain. Quarter Britain. Quarter British. Well, I, I can relate. My mother is right off the boat. So I am, and my, the cast, my father's side got to Canada in 1861, I believe, but I'm very Canadian, <laughs> if you can tell by my accent. <laughs> so uh, how we do this show, uh, we're going to go around the top, go around the round table, that's hard to say, and uh, we're going to spin a few questions around, but first off, I'm going to hand it off to Nathan. Nathan, do you have something you want to talk about on the round table today? Yeah, I've been thinking a lot about troopers lately in Star Wars, particularly the organized militaries you know we're getting more information more and more information about the first order uh, now that we're two movies deep into this this new trilogy uh, but i'm wondering if you guys think that as far as stormtroopers go 
uh, with the for- First Order, do you think those are the superior form of trooper that we've seen? You know, we've had clone troopers, we've had uh, regular Imperial stormtroopers, and, you know, all of their variations. And now we have First Order stormtroopers. So do you guys think that this is now the ultimate form ultimate incarnation of trooper we've seen in star wars because you know they're bred a different way or as you know stormtroopers haven't been bred but you know there are different origins to these guys different ways of training them etc etc right i think so are you saying something like uh i remember at the beginning of force awakens where they they do mention it where uh, General Hux is talking to Kylo Ren, and they're talking about maybe we should go back to clone troopers, or yeah. and and then General Hux, but his stormtroopers are actually they find children at a very young age, and then exactly. take them and indoctrinate them into the First Order. So uh, I'll head hand it off to M. M, what do you think? Do you, uh, clones or 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 bred or or actually adopted into the First Order? What do you think? Oh, definitely clones. Look at how efficient they are. Right. Right. And then now we're seeing, you know, Gregor uh, Wolf and Captain Rex in Rebels. So, yeah, I think I'm going to just stick with the clones. And and sorry, First Order, but your army sucks. You're not efficient. I mean, they let a droid get away from them. (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah. But he had help from somebody who was extremely force sensitive, whether she knew it or not. <laughs> but uh, okay, uh, Casey, what do you think? Do you have, a, you have an opinion on whether clones or the or the first order? Uh, I think I'd have to agree. I mean, really, um, you know, the clones are are based off of Jango Fett, and he's set up as a very, you know, he's a he's a, a bounty hunter and a, a very good one, uh, you know. And I don't think just going and finding random people off the street, essentially, I don't think you're going to get better than him. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Yeah, because it's uh, I. I don't know if if you ask me, what do I like better? I definitely like the clones better, just because. Well, I'm a fan of Clone Wars. Sure. I'm a fan of all those characters, and and it just it's I I really love what they did with them in the animated series because then you, yeah, they're all the same, but they all have very distinct personalities. But as far as bred for warrior, like you can take any baby out of the cradle and breed them for war. But they're not all going to be, you know, mean six foot two. You mean two hundred pounds that chiseled and and have that. You just like you said that Django Fett thing about them, where it's like, yeah, this is the the prototype we want. This is the soldier we want. So I, I I'd have to say, if I was creating an army and I had my druthers, I'd definitely go clone. And Nathan, what do you think? You were this is this is your question. I'm sure you have some thoughts. Well, yeah, I mean. I- I've been thinking about this for about the past week because uh, when you invited me on, I, I, uh, I told you I already had something. Oh yes, something I'd been thinking about because it gets complicated. You know, the way I see it is the first order stormtroopers are kind of the best of both worlds. Uh, with clone troopers, you know, they're they're bred for war. They've got a great uh, genetic origin. The problem with them is that you know you get that accelerated growth and so, so they age a lot faster. So, you know, you, you lose a bit of experience there. Uh, whereas, uh, you know, you might have a stormtrooper who, you know, graduates to an officer who's then, you know, get all the way up to 
a high-ranking military official, and he's got lots of experience, battlefield experience. Whereas a clone trooper, they're not gonna they're not gonna get there, you know, because they don't live as long. Yeah, I I hear you. you so do you think being a let me ask this? Do you think being a clone like you're because they're they're trained to be submissive to superior officers? Do you think they lose that ambition? Like they're they're very uh, aggressive in war, but maybe they're not personally ambitious. Maybe we did. You, we really didn't see a lot of ambition in the Clone Wars, right? Uh, coming from the clones, um, you saw a lot of individuality. But you're right; it wasn't. They were very accepting of of what their fate was ultimately going to be and what their purpose was. Um, but as we know, uh, Palpatine uh, decided to go another way. He thought that subscription would be a better uh, or conscription sorry right. would be a better uh, way to go um, kind of leaning on loyalty yeah as as a better motivating factor and maybe would result in in well result in better results yes uh, so as far as the first order stormtroopers you're kind of getting you know that indoctrination the training from birth so you're getting a little bit of the clone trooper but then you're also getting the brainwashing and the uh, uh you know it, it kind of gets muddled there but you you see what i'm saying yeah of course yeah absolutely yeah that's and that's what i'm thinking too you get the clone but they're all about you mean i'm a warrior and it's it's almost and like you said because they're developed so fast you mm-hmm. figure even in their teen years you mean when they can really hone in like i'm sure most of us as you're growing up, once you get into high school, around that age, you start to really, you start to grow into who you're going to be. And yep. that's where you get the most influence. That's where, you, that's why as you, as you get older, like I'm 44 and I still listen to stuff I listened to in 1988 because I was in high school. Like, I mean, it's, it's a touchstone for people, <laughs> but you know, I'm M, I'm sure you're not going to listen. Your iPod probably looks very different from mine. Oh, probably. 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 But I do want to touch on the fact that clones did have some ambition. If you watch in the Clone Wars, uh, when Rex met the deserter, the yeah. one the one of the first class of clones leaving for Geonosis and then getting shot down, he abandoned everything. And then you see in season the season premiere, uh, in season three, where they were making these stories up about meeting girls, da da da. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's not that they didn't think about having their own life, but they were born to do that duty. So, yeah. you know, no that, going out, I guess. Yeah, that that would be pretty hard to shake. I'm quite sure, especially if you're bred into 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 that. And uh, Casey, do you think? Okay, if you if you have people that are that are in the army or in the, or in the service. Let me like you. You have some people that just volunteer, and then you have the and then in harder times, especially in the, in past history, that people get drafted. I'm I'm quite sure you you the volunteer would be give more to their cause. Yeah, definitely. I mean, if they're if they have a natural drive to want to be there, they're. I mean, I'd much rather have that guy next to me than the guy being forced to. Oh yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, with a literal gun to their head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. and also to touch on uh, his point about kind of. Well, and all this about experience versus, um, you know, being bred into them. Right. Um, For the sake of counter-argument to what I said earlier, I guess it does actually kind of make sense that um, the experience of not only the troopers themselves, but the training they're getting, which 
this could probably get into a big debate about the Kaminoans and, and how they programmed the clones, but uh, it was also pretty well set up that, you know, this clone this clone army came about because the resistance, or sorry, um, you know, the Republic didn't really have, they weren't a military organization, they didn't really have their own army, so the people commanding them and training them, you didn't necessarily have a lot of experience there either, right. um, whereas the First Order, being a remnant of the Empire, the Empire was extremely militaristic and would have gotten that experience and learned about how to be a, a good military and strong military over that time, and the so the First Order coming from the Empire would have had that as well, so probably would have been able to give them better training that um, they wouldn't necessarily get in the Republic, which... Yeah, uh, but I, I think the Empire, too, you, you'd have a, a lot of ambition, but you'd want to be careful, because I notice anybody that gets close to the guy that has to report to Vader usually doesn't, <laughs> usually doesn't end well for that person. <laughs> That's true, yeah. So, you, you mean, you don't want to be Admiral, you want to hang around Captain, that's a good... <laughs> You want to play that card. You want to be, you know what? I, I, I'm okay. I don't need that promotion. I, I think I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick right here. <laughs> clones, yeah. go, go ahead. Clones did, uh, clones did be, get taught by bounty hunters. If you remember watching the Clone Wars, that's something okay. else too. It, a I'm a huge, point. I'm a huge animated person. Like I probably know more animation than I do with. Uh, yeah, we hadn't noticed that. <laughs> <laughs> Co-host of Bridger Transmissions, like I think. <laughs> I do remember seeing them some episodes. I've I've watched the Clone Wars. I'm not. Uh, I've only been through it once. Um, but I do remember they. I seen some episodes about their training. So uh, clearly yeah. they were trained. But oh, I of course. just it, it. I don't know if it could be quite to the same degree, only because of again the people training them didn't necessarily have the the background in war. Um, right. They would, although that again, that, I guess that's debatable because it was really it wasn't the Kaminoans that actually were doing the training, not so much the Republic, right? I I think so, and also too, it, it brings to mind like the Jedi. They weren't meant to be generals either. Mm. You know, that's yeah. that's not part of you mean their dogma. They're not supposed to be. You mean uh, commanding troops, but that's so maybe that that had something to do with. Well, I obviously Order sixty six had everything to do with what what went terribly wrong for the Jedi. Yeah, I think when you get into cloning, I think you're going to get stuck into a loop anyway. Because if you look at Django, for him to be one of the greatest bounty hunters in the galaxy, the guy's going to be headstrong. He's going to have ambition. He's mm-hmm. going to be a self-made man and blah, 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 so on and so on. Uh, a lot of that's going to bleed through in your genetics anyway. Right. So all these clones, you know, the cloners are going to have to combat these genetic markers and all that stuff, right? But all those things that they're trying to weed out of the clones are what made Django what he is. So it's kind of this loop that you get stuck into where the things you want are the things you don't want. <laughs> right. Yeah, because obviously you wouldn't be you don't become Django Fett like you like without training, and you don't yeah. you don't train every day without ambition and motivation. So yeah. that's what, I guess it's just if you're born and the second you're cognitive of what people are telling you, you're supposed to be this and you're supposed to be that. Like that's and that's how yeah. we have. You I mean that's that's why we are who we are. Like it's mm-hmm. it's it's that's what it goes along with. Um, I don't want to tread too much on this topic. It's the same thing as religion. Like your your religion is what you were taught. Like when yeah. you when you were raised. Like you don't you don't see a lot of uh, Hindus being born in in the Bible Belt because <laughs> yeah. do, do you know I mean it's the same thing. You don't 
yeah. you know, any televangelists aren't born in East India. It just doesn't happen. Like, yeah. so yeah. I, I guess when you're raised, you mean that's that you mean this. It has basically everything to do with it. But again, okay. So if I'm making a clone army and I can go and I can take an American Navy SEAL, the prototype, square haircut. You mean what GI Joe? And like that's the mm-hmm. guy I want. I don't want the guy at, down at the street at Tim Hortons that I see every day that packs down, uh, you mean twenty pack of tin bits. You mean mm-hmm. <laughs> you mean you know what I mean? Like there's if I'm Me. gonna if I'm gonna clean yeah, yeah. if if I'm gonna clone an army, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick the prototype person and then try to train them rather than you mean like you like you said if you're just if you're if they're taking babies off the street like they did with Finn. You don't know what they're going to, yeah. you mean, they might be grow up and they just, yeah, they, they're, some people like, you know, they grow up and they're not sports people. You mean, they're book people. Some people aren't book people. Some people like have different attributes to them. But I think with the clone army, they can, you know what you're getting physically. Yeah. Yeah. Now you just got to, you got to get them into that doctrine. So awesome. So uh, are you satisfied, Nathan? Oh, with us sure, passing sure. us around? So we had a we we figured well I'll, so I think it's unanimous we'd prefer clone <laughs> and, and not that we yeah, want to build an so. army you I mean especially with most of us being Canadian like we're not I mean, we're not building an army <laughs> just Casey don't let anybody know yeah, who knows not. what Casey's doing down there. yeah exactly yeah. We're, yeah. we're not we're not building any borders here we're just <laughs> oh <laughs> this is just talk here so all right good at arms, basically yes sadly <laughs> oh. All right, so let's get off that. Um, Casey, uh, do you have something you want to bring yes. to the roundtable? Uh, yeah, I've, I've, I had a few thoughts, um, and since that was a very, you know, kind of uh, deeper, you know, plot-centric type of uh, question, I'll kind of, I'll go the opposite direction. Um, okay. And one of the things I was thinking about was um, actually video games, Star Wars video games. Uh, you know, I'm sure most of us are at least played Never in heard some of degree. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, <laughs> might be a bad question then. Um so I was thinking, uh, what? I'm curious what everybody would like. If you could, what would you like to see as the next video game? Um, you know, I know there hasn't been a ton lately. Uh, you know, we've got the battlegrounds, obviously, um, and we. You can, I'll leave it up to you guys if you want to get in the whole controversy over that or or skip it. Um, but I'm curious uh, what you guys think. Uh, what What would be your ideal video game if you your, the next Star Wars video game you want to play? What would you like it to be like? Okay, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna toss it to M, but M, uh, does it have anything to do with rebels? Like, are you yes. Gonna, okay, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> Chopper assault. Chopper assault. <laughs> oh God, uh, Corey would love that. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So M, what do you um, think? What would you What do you want in a Star Wars video game? And like you, you're well, you're the architect. Okay. Do you know? Remember the Clone Wars, right? Yes. They had a video game branch off that so why can't we have something like can't we fly the ghost or the phantom or program chopper to go pick a pick a door lock (laughs) yeah actually you know what we know what we might go hand in hand uh if you had rebels uh video game but you put it out on the on the switch platform like it just seems to be perfect for that just to go down that avenue yeah, but what would be actually cool now, since I've actually quickly thought about this, between season two to season three, the season two finale and season three premiere, and how Ezra progressively got better at fighting and got a little bit darker, I wanted to see, like, where did he get his lightsaber crystal? Maybe that could be a video game implemented yeah. 
oh, it's calling to me. That's cool. Like, oh yeah, yeah. kind of like a, it like would it be like a Zelda thing where they kind of like you have this mission and then you got the the scrolling of you know the the directions mm-hmm. of what to do and yeah, that'd be pretty awesome. I like that. That would be awesome. I think it's unfortunate you probably would have got a lot of that stuff you're talking about in Disney Infinity if it had continued. Yes. Um, so Nathan, what do you think? What would be your uh, perfect Star Wars game if you were director of Star Wars gaming? Bring back Republic Commandos for the love of God! Bring back Republic Commandos. <laughs> so we just uh, just updated for the new for the new consoles. Uh, yeah, I don't know that there's anything in the story that would actually contradict anything. Uh, they probably wouldn't do it anyway. But even if they just wanted to reboot the series, uh, because they were, they only made one game. I think they were planning a series, right? But um, I mean, it was just a fun game. Uh, a lo- like a lot of Star Wars games, it was more about the scenery and living in that world than it was about the game itself. A lot of uh, Battlefront has a lot of that too. Uh, yes, you know, just existing in that world for a little while. Um, but yeah, I think it's just a great concept for a game, and uh, you know, I think it would do well in, uh, you know, outside of just the core fan market. But you know, in the larger video game market, I think, I think a lot of people know the IP, know that particular franchise, mm-hmm. and I think it would do very well. Yeah, and it'd be neat. It'd be neat to see the, the like an updated version too, especially with with the console power we have now. Um, if I were to change things, uh, I'm kind of the older guy. I do own Battlefront 1 and 2, and, and I play them from time to time. But I noticed, okay, when I got Battlefront 1, I'm like, oh, there's no campaign. But I like doing the split screen with uh, flying around with somebody else on the couch. Just mm-hmm. to, you mean, shoot them up, do whatever, uh, versus or, or a co-op. And, but when I go to Battlefront 2, I can't do that. You know, I have a 14-year-old daughter. I can't shoot her down. Like, <laughs> I mean, what's that fun as a dad, right? So uh, I would, and I, this is what I wanted out of Battlefront too. I was like, okay, it'd be great to have um, everybody on, on. I mean, if we had enough people on the same system, and if there was an option to have a trench run, but mm-hmm. have a whole bunch of people. So Casey, you can be Red Red Two, and you I mean Nathan, you can be Red Five. I'll even be Porkins. I don't care. <laughs> but, you know I mean? So, and M, you, we could be all in there and we can have the Y-Wings or X-Wings and we could all, okay, we're all online like we are today doing this podcast, but we can be like, okay, let's let's do the trench run. You mean something like that, something more, but it doesn't have to be so difficult or just something where you can choose more of what you're doing rather than, oh, here's just, here's the, here's the landscape. You mean like here, knocked on those uh, AT-ATs or on Hoth or, or this other thing. Like if you had the trench run, you'd actually, okay, let's all work together to blow up the Death Star. Yeah. Now, and that's such a simple concept. And it'd be cool. Cause it'd be like, we all know we can't just jump on the trench and run. You know I mean, cause yeah. you know, I mean? like what, like it's some of us would have to, uh, you mean take out the, the TIE fighters and then the other one would have to actually make the run. He'd have to cover that person. You know I mean, there'd be a lot of strategy involved. I think it'd be a lot of fun. One guy has to wait till the end of the mission to jump in so he can be uh, Han Solo. Oh, yes. <laughs> You're all clear, kid. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I guess just some, like I said, I don't have, a, I'm not a huge gamer, but that's just something I would love to do. It'd be so much fun. And that's probably comes from the days, I remember back in the 80s, we used to have this sit down, very basic computer graphics. It almost looked like the computer graphics from New Hope 
when they're showing the boop, 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 where they're showing the them how, what they have to do to blow up the Death Star from their wicked computer animation they had back in 1977. <laughs> so it was basically like that, but you actually sat down and you you had you can go up or down or side to side. It was in you can move in 3D and you had the buttons on either side of the uh, of the steering wheel it had almost, and you shot down. And they were basically the Tie Fighters was like just sticks with a circle, and that was fine. But I knew what they were. And then you actually did the trench run. It was pretty cool. Um, Casey, yeah, this is your question. What do you? What did you want to see in a new? So, um, I'm a huge fan of flying games. Uh, okay. So, really, what I would love is, is a very flying specific game, something centered on X wings and Tie Fighters. Um, right. Essentially, basically, Ace Combat type of game, but in the Star Wars universe. Um, and what I would love is to see it be VR capable. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. I got I got a, a PlayStation VR a while back, and it's... I mean, it's, it's a little gimmicky still, and it's there's still, um, you know, a, a major lack of content. But uh, I played the... On Battlefront 1, they had... They had one VR mission you could do, and you fly an X-wing. Um, you know, you go through, go through an asteroid field, do a few little, um, you know, shoot down some stuff, right? And then suddenly, you know, you end up in this giant battle with Tie Fighters everywhere, uh, you know, Star Destroyers, and and I really love that. And the VR, I think, really, it it really helps, especially in flying type of games. So I would love to see something like that. It's just you know, a, a campaign where it's your your either uh, uh, an X-Wing pilot or a TIE pilot. And that's another thing I would love is more Empire stuff. Yeah. Uh, sorry, but Empire's just cooler. Uh, yeah. TIE fighters are cooler. I like them better. I yeah. want to be the Empire a little more. And you never really can do that in any games. Now, would, would you set it up like uh, like you do, say, a lot of, ra- say, you know, there's a lot of car racing games. Do you set it up where you can upgrade your, your TIE fighter, where you can just different, as you go through? That would be... Um, I would say maybe do it more less about upgrading the Tie Fighter, but as you get to later missions, you get different ships. You know, start right. out in a in a classic Tie Fighter, and eventually you upgrade to like a Tie Interceptor, which you know is supposed to be a faster version. Of course, or yeah. or even just you know have the different ones, the different specializations. Maybe the Tie Interceptor is faster, but doesn't have the firepower or something, mm-hmm. and then you have to kind of choose what's best for your mission. Yeah, that sounds great. Um, Nathan, what do you think? Uh, like the one thing I noticed with these Battlefront games is. Um, they have, you can go on the ground and you can play like a, you know, POV shooter or you can go into the cockpit or something like, what if they just had two separate games where they had two separate developers? One, here's a flying game. Here's a, here's a, you mean, walking around like Call of Duty style mm-hmm. game. What do you think? Maybe we might get better versions from both if they didn't have to spread themselves so thin doing everything in one game. Well, I think we saw a huge improvement in both, uh, right. with, the second game, um, I don't think that really applies there because you do you did have two different studios working on those different parts of the game. You oh, had okay. Dice working on the you know the the troop ground assault aspect of the game, and then Criterion, who's known for the Need for Speed games, uh, actually built the uh, the fighter squadron portion of the game. Oh wow! So yeah, I, I didn't know. I don't that, know <laughs> yeah, so I don't know if there were actually resources that would have gone to one or the other or, you know, there was focus divided there or anything. But, uh, I mean, as far as Star Wars flight simulator games, I mean, we had those in the 90s. There's no reason we can't have them now. Yeah. You know, you had you had TIE Fighter and X-Wing, was it? Uh, yep. They were flight simulator games on PC. Uh, I think that's kind of one of the 
downsides of a big studio like EA owning the the license to the Star Wars games is I don't know how that would work for uh, say Lucasfilm wanted to hand that off to a smaller studio and just uh, develop a small fighter simulator game that they could sell on Steam you know for cheaps I don't know how, how all that works but I mean it seems like something that would be simple enough to do and right. I don't know why they wouldn't just do it I mean it's it seems like a, a fairly low cost thing, uh, but you know I'm not an expert. But it just seems strange to me that they're not developing these smaller projects along the way. Well, like you like you said, it's probably it's I'm I'm assuming it's red tape. You mean mm-hmm. and and that's the biggest hurdle before they yeah. actually get these things developed. Uh, M, am I? Is it safe to assume that if we had a flight simulator game, you'd be in the Ghost? Uh, no, the Phantom. <laughs> the Phantom. Okay, and and would your astromech be Chopper? Oh God! Uh, no, he'd be my own. He'd be. I don't own. need it. I don't need a grumpy old astromech no, telling no. me what to do. <laughs> awesome. Okay, so uh, right about now, we're just gonna take a quick break. Uh, we're gonna have a quick uh, sponsor spot, and we'll come back and. M, get ready because uh, apparently there's a trailer released this week. Oh yeah! All right. Yes. Anyway, we'll, we'll get to that after the break, and uh, we'll be right. Oh, we back. better. We better all go watch that. Yes, do it right now. <laughs> so watch the trailer and come right back. If you'd like to support what we do here at Talk Star Wars, then head to patreoncom forward slash Wars and become a patron. Your support will help us as we expand our programming to include further shows, and in return you'll get access to an exclusive VIP Facebook group, a monthly prize draw, weekly Facebook Live sessions, priority release podcasts, an exclusive daily podcast, and a whole lot more. Head to patreon.com forward slash TalkStarWars today and become a TSW patron. And we're back. So, uh, as I mentioned earlier, uh, there was a there was a little trailer that dropped on us just uh, yesterday. We have somebody from Bridger Transmissions. M, this is actually the mid season four trailer that dropped, and I'll just throw it right to you right off the bat. What, what, what did you think? Um, I don't know. Did you see on the Facebook group that when uh, I like was out, I yes. found out the trailer was released. I wanted to go home. <laughs> <laughs> I think I drove my my aunt really nuts when I said, "Can we go home? Can we go home?" Yes, you you, then, actually, you made a video of your you were in the car with your aunt and you found out the Rebels trailer was released, obviously, and you wanted to run, <laughs> go home and take it all in. Well, yeah, I I I wanted to do my reaction video to it, and I can't do a reaction video when I'm out in public with right, you know, no laptop, no recording gear, right? So. When I did get home, you can actually check my reaction video out at uh, my um, YouTube channel. It's called Geeky Savage because okay. I run it with my cousin. So my reaction's there. And when I saw it, actually, my biggest eek probably was that Sabine was holding Ezra's lightsaber. Yes. And I, I shipped those two so much. Oh, so you, did, you want this to happen? You want a Sabine-Ezra relationship? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. no! Oh no! Oh boy! Well, you know, and, and there is their son going to be, or they're they going to have a daughter named Ray? Please! 
<laughs> sorry, sorry. I'm thinking I just broke the internet. No. <laughs> um, well, well, their adopted well, son's slow and low, Rob. Okay. <laughs> but my initial reaction to the whole thing was like, well, I, I, I had my loft cat. I was hugging my loft cat when mm-hmm. I was watching it. And by the end, I was like, yeah, well, I, I, like you said, if you go, uh, what was your YouTube channel name again? Uh, it's called Geeky Savage. Check that out. I, I, I watched that earlier before we recorded the show, and that was awesome. Because So that was the first time you've seen the trailer. Yeah, that was the first time I saw the trailer. Yeah, so that, so that was when you were in the, in, your, in the vehicle or in the car with your aunt. You didn't want to watch the trailer on your phone because you wanted no. to save it for the reaction. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You got to get an authentic... Hundred percent authentic. Of course. Well, if if you if that wasn't uh, your first time seeing it, that would be Academy Award <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, no. quality of of acting. No, that's awesome. I'm glad you're excited. I'm gonna throw it to, to Casey. Um, I know. Uh, I don't know if you watch Rebels every week or you follow along, or even if you've seen some of the the highlight epi- episodes like uh, Twilight of the Apprentice. And uh, uh, unfortunately, I'm not gonna be much good in this part of the conversation. I'm working on it. Uh, I actually. I hadn't been watching any of the animated stuff, and right. I, I got tired of hearing references I didn't get, so I decided yes. I should uh, get into them. Um, and I just finished uh, Clone Wars recently, and I haven't had a chance to really do anything with Rebels. I did read A New Dawn, oh, uh, nice. which is sort of a Rebels prequel book, um, so I know a little bit from that, but that's about the best of my knowledge. I, I did watch the trailer, and it looks really cool. I don't know what most of it meant. But yeah. It <laughs> well, you know what? That's And that's the thing. A lot of people shy away from stuff. Like, I know I'm really into the comics. I've picked... I have every single Marvel comic since Disney took over for Star Wars. And But I don't get to read all of the novels. I've... I've uh, read, went through a few of them. But it's, it's, it's almost impossible to take in everything. You know, it's, it's like you have to... You have to kind of pick your... Your, your, your oh, hill. I you're know. Gonna... I own them all. <laughs> I yeah. have read them all, but I've I've paid for them all. <laughs> there you go. I, I kind of feel insulted right now on the bridge of transmissions and speaking out to all of them that you don't watch it. That means you probably don't listen to us. So yeah. shame <laughs> on you. I, shame I, on I you. Sorry. You're missing out. Yeah. No, no, no. Working he, my, he I'm is, working he, my way through that stuff. Yeah. Um, he, he, I want him to spoil himself. <laughs> well, yeah, absolutely, yeah, because you don't want to like, and and if he's working his way through, you don't want to like, you don't want to yeah. go and find a Clone no. Wars podcast if you haven't seen the Clone Wars, yeah. or if you're no, not into the no. comics, don't listen to TSW Comics because we'll spoil everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and just like I'm working my way to Rebels, I'm 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 also working my way through the podcast themselves. Uh, until recently, I only listened to talk Star Wars right. uh, because I I just stumbled upon it, um, but uh here recently i got to thinking well you know they're always talking about the commonwealth um i should really get into that so i've i started uh generation x-wing and tumbling mm-hmm. sabers and listen listening to those as well now but there's a certain point where it's i just you know how much well, time do i have well, to, just, get to listen to all of them so. just with tumbling saber talk star wars and generation x-wing you're looking minimum five hours a week yeah like, yeah like, i mean you know, i've got the, the daily episode for mark which is awesome for, yeah. for talk star wars and then the main episodes which uh you know the three hour one we've got coming up yeah. Um, so every it's just, week I'm it's a toss up whether I'm going to have spent more time this week listening to Star Wars podcasts or more time this week consuming Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. But you know what, uh, Casey, good news. Uh, you don't have to listen to this one. You've heard it. That's <laughs> true. I get to skip this one, I guess. <laughs> but, 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 but truth be told, I'm sure most VIPs, when they come on, this is the one they really listen to. 
<laughs> Even though they don't have to. They know what's coming up. There's, there's uh, yeah. I got to admit, I will almost certainly listen to this. Awesome. Uh, so uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw it. Now, Nathan, I got I to hear what you think. You've, you've seen the trailer. You, are, are you, do you watch Rebels every episode or you, you just pick up the highlights? No, I, I've got a complicated relationship with the Rebels. I, uh, I'm sorry, Em. I'm going to say some things you're probably not going to like. Uh-oh. <laughs> but, uh, I'll do my best to, to be a Jedi and just keep my cool. <laughs> Well, I'll try to be a Jedi and not not go overboard. <laughs> but um, you know, going into Rebels, you can't help but compare it to Clone Wars, right? And not every episode of Clone Wars was great. There was a lot of a lot of bunk in there too. Um, but by and large, when you're handling the 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 big characters, the big storylines, it was handled very carefully. And a lot of most of the experimentation was done on the side. You know, you had the Zillow Beast, sure, you had some main characters in there, but none of that. And I love those episodes, but uh, that experimentation was not done at the expense of uh, the main through line, the main storyline. Uh, you got the the droid, the droid arc with uh, oh, what's his name, Gaston. Which you know, Harold did heralded as some of the worst episodes of the Clone Wars. Right. But it didn't affect the overall through line of Anakin and Padme and Obi-Wan and the, and the main story. Right. Um, I feel like Rebels, I gotta say, the first season is fantastic. It's my favorite season. Uh, I think it's very... I think the 13 episodes help having a smaller season. Um... I think it was a lot simpler and a lot. Um, well, you've only really had one main storyline. Yeah. And after that, they started to, to diverge. And I think things got a lo- little too complicated. Um, a lot of it's great. A lot of it I love. A lot of it is. A lot of the stuff that I really want to like, I just can't. Um, like Twilight of the Apprentice. Okay. Uh, you know, I well, okay. really want, I really want to love it, but I can't. And you know, I don't want to spoil things for Casey. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's all right. Go ahead. But uh, you know, just the way they they put that together, I just don't think it was the best way to do it. And you know, I I, I can't credit whoever said this because I can't remember who it was, but it's like I think it might have been Jason Ward or somebody said, you know, if you can't tell that story and do it justice because of the constraints of your medium, then just don't tell that story. Leave it for somebody else who can do it properly in, in, in a novel or a somewhere else yeah. where it fits. Well, and I that, thought that was one of those situations. Yeah, that's understandable. That's like if you wouldn't, if you had something super deep, you had to like get into it with a lot of deep cuts, you do it in a novel and you wouldn't do it in a comic. With yeah. a couple of panels, you mean? Like, I, I, it, there's, there's certain mediums set up for certain stories. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I said Twilight of the Apprentice, and I meant uh, the Mall episode. Uh, what was it? Um, Twin was Sons. Twin, Twin Sons. sons. Yes. Twin Sons. They both started with T. Twilight of the Apprentice. I thought was okay. Again, has has some problems, but I was specifically talking about uh, Twin Sons. It, oh, uh, please. That was one of the best episodes of season three. I don't I, know what you're talking about. I wanted to love it, but I think it 
would have been better suited and they could have done a better job with it somewhere else. That's all. That's okay. All. Yeah, no, no, that's that's fair. Okay. Well, in uh, okay, M, you are mm-hmm. the uh, the rebels uh, spokesperson for this podcast today. Okay, you're uh, you're selling Casey here. You're selling rebels to Casey. How do you do it without saying, "Oh, you just have to watch it"? Like, what what do you say? Casey's a diehard Star Wars <laughs> fan, and so you want him to watch start watching Rebels tomorrow. What are you saying to him? If you look at Kanan and Hera, you can kind of, uh, not Kanan and Hera. Yeah, we know that those two love each other. Uh, Kanan and Ezra, you kind of can look at that relationship like Ahsoka and Anakin. One's a stud. One wants to, you know, explore or not explore, but not be rebellious. Um, it's leading up to Rogue One. It fills that gap on how Rogue One came to be Rogue One. So keep that in mind too. And then the Jedi mythology, the family, the tone, the humor, the sometimes somber moments. It's just full of adventure too. Yeah, no, absolutely. I I totally agree with you. Like if I was to say that to him, I would say, okay, you're going to get a lot of backstory, right? You're going to get a lot of, you're going to get a lot of fill in stuff on how stuff was done. And especially, you know, like even little stuff like the Y-Wings. And 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 kind of like you're you're gonna see a lot of a lot of filler now. Uh, sometimes it gets a little weird, like because it is Disney, and it gets a little yeah. immature at times. But that's okay too. But I think from what you gain from it, with filling in the story and and the Star Wars lore, far outweighs what you have to sit through. Like, oh, okay, this episode is that's yeah, a filler episode. I understand what they're doing, but you I mean like if you can get through those, it's worth it. To, uh, you to, also go ahead. Sorry, no, um, go ahead. You you do have the Clone Wars characters too make appearances in Rebels, and how Dave said he's like Rebels is kind of be is gonna be like the uh, finish off of the Clone Wars, and he's like that's not what I meant to do, but just it just happened. Yeah. So if you after you finish the Clone Wars, yeah, you you should watch Rebels because it just ties in the storylines to say Rex, Ahsoka. Hondo, who else? Uh, there was, a, I think, another one who was in the. Oh, Fen Rao? Wait, no, but we didn't see him in the Clone Wars. We saw him in the comics. Um, but yeah, but they dabble in, in everything. They they yeah. take on a lot of others. You mean? It, it's Mortis, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a big one. Ahsoka. <laughs> we don't know that so yes Ahsoka lives though it said on his shirt yes Ahsoka lives yeah actually uh, I saw Dave Filoni um, both in Celebration and I saw him again in Toronto at Fan Expo and he wasn't saying he was just teasing I think it's just, just his that's just thing that's that's the way he is actually I got a chance to talk to Vanessa Marshall too the voice of Hera and we talked about that too it's like yeah Dave just doesn't Dave Filoni just likes to he loves that having that secrecy. He loves having that 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 teaser part of this. I got all this information, but I'm not going to tell you. And that's <laughs> like, that's just amusing to him. That's it's. But you know, we have him. I, I, th- I feel like I feel like I should be clear. I think everybody should watch Rebels. Yes. <laughs> I, I a lot of times, and I realize I do this. I come off really negative on it. I I watch. I still watch it every every week it's on. I watch every episode like either that night or the next day. But you know, I, I I just there are things I just wish were better, and th- th- that's the case with you know every movie, every TV show. Oh, of course. But 
but you know, I don't talk about those every day on Facebook with <laughs> with all of you guys. Yeah, so. no. <laughs> right, you know. But uh as far as the new trailer, I got to say it, it a lot of times these trailers leave me kind of meh, but this trailer was interesting. Uh you know, a lot of stuff coming up, you know, Mortis like I said, uh Sabine with mm-hmm. the green lightsaber, like like him said, and good old Sheev popping up. Yeah, <laughs> and with Ian McDermott back to voice him too. Yep, which is uh, which is a big deal. His his re- first return to Star Wars proper since uh, two thousand five. So yeah, it's it's going to be something. It's going to be well worth the watch. And also too, it's something I Dave Filoni also said he was going to the last episode he recorded and he animated themselves in-house because normally mm-hmm. they send their animation off you mean out to the far east and they go they have and uh, go and they do all the animation and then they bring it back but this was so they wanted to keep it so even airtight mm-hmm. and nobody's gonna know so they did the last episode all in-house yeah so well, that Tracy way Kenobio said a couple months ago that only three people knew the ending or something like yep. that yeah yeah three only yeah Incredible. So, yeah, we're all looking forward to it. It's going to be awesome. And uh, make sure you tune in to Bridger Transmissions from the Tumbling Saber <laughs> podcast. And it, you could, or even Casey, when you get to Rebels and you're watching it, it, these podcasts aren't going anywhere. They're in the, they're, they're online forever. So you could actually go back and get caught up and, and listen to these things too. As you're watching Rebels for the first time, it's pretty awesome. So. There we go. So uh, we have Rebels coming up, I believe, February 19th here in uh, yep. in North America. I'm not sure if the, the UK Just audience three gets more it. weeks. I'm not sure. Did UK get it a few weeks later? I'll have to ask uh, the boys and because I'm, I'm sure there, there's something that goes on. I don't know why in the digital age they have to wait. But, you mean, that's, I guess that's, that's the way it sad. is. That's sad. It is sad. That's it is, sad. It is, more of that red tape. That red tape. Blasted red tape, anyway. <laughs> All right, so um, to end the show, I just wanted to throw something out here to you guys. While I got your ears, I was thinking, okay, we just had The Last Jedi. We have Episode Nine coming up. And can I just throw out, like, a Rob theory right here at the end of this show? No. What, what, no? Okay. Well, that'll be it. We'll see you next time. I'm like, no. <laughs> well, I'm like wait a second. <laughs> okay, I'm going to just throw it out here then. Um Okay, we have episode 9 coming up in less than 700 days now. And I'm thinking, just, just, a, just to a, you know, throw this up against the wall, see if it sticks. What would you guys think of if, okay, Ray and Kylo, for, through some way or another, came to the realization that the Force always has to be balanced? Kylo can't destroy Ray. You know I mean, because if, she, if he does, something else will rise up from the light, and the same thing, Ray can't destroy Kylo because something will rise up in the darkness. This, is, this has been happening over and over and over again, and uh, its balance of the Force has been beaten, we've been beaten over the head with it. What if, uh, by the end of this trilogy, if they realize that, and then kind of, once they get the, the people to stop fighting, if they can kind of just coexist in the galaxy together, but just know they're out there. Kind of like uh, Zeus in Hades, you know I mean they both? Yeah. They both? They're both there. They're both kind of light and dark. And Zeus knows Hades is down there, but he's got his own thing going on. And Hades knows Zeus is up there, and he's got his own thing going on. Or even uh, something that's silly like the Wizard of Oz. 
you mean uh, the the witches? You mean the wicked witch from the west and the witch of the north? They and they know they're there, but they kind of go do their own thing. But they realize they have to be there. It, the, the only problem I see with this theory is Kylo's so ambitious; he wants to rule the galaxy, and that's not going to fly with him. To kind of like share the the top of the force. M, what do you think of that? You think uh, any validity to that? Hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I do like that theory. And then you got the, I don't, I guess Grey Jedi hasn't been canonized or no. confirmed, but this is, now I'm getting thinking because, like, we're looking at Rebels, we're looking at Mortis. You did have the daughter and you did have the son. Yep. But you also had the father keeping the balance going until whenever in the Clone Wars, the chain broke so you know i think that's actually a really good idea it's a good theory because like i said look at the mortis uh event right yep without and when the daughter did die look at how much darkness spread across that particular planet and it was going to ripple across the galaxy yeah exactly and, and that, that's my point like if they just both come to realize that no they have to exist and not coexist they just have to be out there because one destroys one, uh, the darkness of the light will rise. Like, and also too, if that sets up for me anyway, as a, as if you're if they're putting giving me the Hollywood producer hat, in ten years you put this trilogy to rest. In ten years time, you can have somebody else come up, have kind of Ray and Kylo be this like ancient lore, like people look at Luke Skywalker from uh, Force Awakens. Oh, that oh that legend that thing happened, and somebody kicks the force out of balance and then now you can carry on with a new trilogy and you can have a whole bunch of new adventures and you mean uh casey what do you think about this you think uh am i just dreaming wild stuff up or (laughs) no i i agree with you um because i've i've thought about that a lot with the um you know that they focus so much on that idea of the balance in in the last movie and that it always kind of bugged me because to me the way i interpret that is if if they believe in, if you're Snoke or Kylo and you're, you be, they keep preaching this idea of there's balance, yeah, the light will rise or the dark will rise, well then don't try to take over the galaxy because then some giant force on the other side has to rise up to meet you. Yep. It just, it, if you truly believe in that, then that's what's going to happen. The, the, the more powerful you get, the more powerful you make your enemy. So I, to me, it, I actually thought that it makes more sense. Yeah. To not become the ultimate thing in the universe because then, then you've got something too powerful to, to, to go against you. Rule a planet and let some night, some, you know, light guy, you know, the light side rule some other planet and you can right. probably have a pretty great existence. But again, that doesn't mesh with the, like you said, the ambition of the dark side. They always want to rule everything. They can't bring yeah. things back. And that's what that's, I think that's where with Ben being a, a Skywalker, that's where you can kind of keep that thread lightly sewn in there saying because he is who he is he realizes what has to happen i'm just thinking because then it wouldn't end with a huge lightsaber duel and one defeating the other and then the trilogy's over and they're all clapping hands and smoking death sticks and whatever they're doing you know and playing bongos on stormtrooper head or first order heads like so uh nathan what do you think of this little theory uh i think the problem there <clears throat> is that we've never seen any dark side character interested in achieving balance in the force. Uh, I don't know why they would care to. Uh, I mean, if you listen to Lucas's 
that the video that was released uh, around the Clone Wars writing room, uh, when Lucas describes what the dark side is, it's selfishness, it's greed, it's it's ambition, it's wanting everything for yourself, and you know nobody exemplifies that better than Kylo. You know he he wants everything. Uh, you know he he showed that by killing Snoke. He's just done with everybody else, and he just even if it's just that he wants to live his own way. That's still very selfish because none of us get to do that, right? <laughs> right? Uh, we have to. We we all make compromises. Uh, what you know, whether it's how we feel, how what we want, uh, even sometimes what we think is right, we all make compromises uh, to make society work, and. Uh, Kylo has no interest in that. I mean, even even going back, if you going back to Twin Sons, sorry, Casey, but, uh, <laughs> Maul. Uh, you know, when Maul asks Kenobi if Luke is the chosen one, Kenobi says yes. But Maul isn't interested if he's going to and if he's going to bring balance to the Force. He just cares about whether the Sith are going to be destroyed. Yes. Well, right? actually, one is, particular Sith. He wants to destroy. Yeah, yeah, but it's Luke. Luke, oh, is he the one who's going to bring balance to the force? No, is he the one who's going to destroy the Sith so that I finally get my revenge? Right, it's all about him. Yep. Even the chosen one prophecy is he makes it about himself, uh, and I think that's a common thread through all Darksiders. And Kylo is definitely by this point a Darksider. Yep. Uh, there's no question about that. So I think I think that's the problem. Even if Kylo decided to take the First Order, they divide the galaxy in half. The First Order has their half. Whoever comes after Kylo is probably not going to see it that way. He's not going to have the context of, you have no idea what we went through to get here. To get this uh, whatever version of peace this is. Uh, and he's just going to say, well no. Screw it. Let's go take their side of the galaxy too. Yep. Why are we just sitting here? So eventually... You're just going to end up back where you started anyway. Well, that that was that was my point. And the only way you're going to achieve this is because if you have that thread with Kylo being a Skywalker, that's the that you can, yeah. if you can write it. I I can't do it, but if you could write it, where not you, but if Disney oh, can write, write it, it in, into yeah. the mythology. You mean. Yeah, and, but then yeah. and that, but that's that's what that's what I mean. What sets up the next trilogy is ten years yeah. down the road. Down down the road, you have oh, if somebody realizes what are we doing. Like we're the first sure, order, sure. we got, and now look at we have these all these brand new clones because Camino is on our side of the border. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, if you if you listen to what Luke says in the Last Jedi when he's talking to Rey when he's telling her what the Force is, uh, she describes life, death, peace, violence, and you know she got co- heat, cold. Yep. Um, but Luke says, between it all is the Force. The Force is the tension. Between light and dark, heat and cold, uh, you know, peace and violence, life and death. It's not an actual balance. It's the tension between them is the way that I read it. So in a way, you need life and death and the force exists right in between there. So I think I think there's always going to be this sort of cycle. I think that's just inevitable. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, like, like I, think, I, I think we're seeing it in a quicker succession than we had before, yeah. you know, because 
there hadn't been a huge war before the Clone Wars in the Republic for 500 years or something since the war with the Mandalorians. That was the biggest war before that or something like that. Yep. So I think I think we're just, you know, it, we've seen the process sped up a bit, but I think ultimately there is going to be that that cycle, continuous cycle going forward. Yeah, cuz it, it made and that makes complete sense too, but and actually right now as it stands at the end of last Jedi, cuz Rey hasn't trained anybody, as far as you know Kylo hasn't trained anybody, we have perfect balance. Like this is it's never been more balanced, you know I mean, <laughs> as far as cuz everybody else is wiped out. <laughs> Well, and that yeah. kind of a little bit of headcanon here uh, for myself, but the one of the things that I thought that you could use to justify the fact that, like we said, you know, the, the especially the dark side users, they seem to be saying they understand this whole balance anymore, but they're still trying to rule the galaxy. Yeah. Uh, but in, I could see them justifying it by saying in typical dark side type of, uh, you know, mentality. If you look at, yeah, the Republic stood for how long? Uh, so there was this... <laughs> very long period of the light side ruling so you could maybe they might think okay yeah i know there's balance i know if the dark side takes over the light side is eventually going to come back but could the dark side rule for my lifetime <laughs> then yeah. i have a happy yeah. little yeah. galaxy life and then when i'm gone let them take over i don't care what happens after that yeah that makes sense uh, because there are a lot of people a lot of people have different interpretations of what balance of the force means just judging what you just said rob uh, you and I seem to have different opinions of what that means, okay. which is fine. Yeah, but I think I think it'd be cool to reflect that in universe, right? I mean, we've we've seen people disagree about what that meant. You know, Yoda says uh, a prophecy misread. It may have been mm-hmm. right. So it's cool to have you know, and, and like I just brought up with Maul, Maul had a different interpretation of what that prophecy meant, uh, and it means different things to different people, and people interpret it in different ways in universe and i think that's also cool and then i wonder why like in the end when in the mortis uh arc when anakin did kill the son he and the father told him you are the chosen one i wonder how that came to be why because he threw the emperor down that chute or whatever it was or was it because his bloodline and i'm thinking that if Kyla will continue to rule. What? What's Ray? Her parentage must be of some importance, even though we didn't really get any, uh, like who her parents were. So, as in balance, I think I, I I'll always look back to the Mortis because it was just so important to the the whole force aspect of of the mythology as well. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah, I, I I would gamble that it's it's because he throws the emperor down the chute, because if there's one thing you can say about Mortis is that time does not uh, work the same way there as it works no. everywhere. Right, else. right. And of course, we saw in the uh, in the pit with the sword. What was it called? Uh, I don't even remember it anyway. But <laughs> we saw where where Anakin has his vision of the future. We saw you know the Vader mask and the breathing mm-hmm. and all that. So so obviously. There is something going on with time in Mortis, so it's not exactly linear. Uh, so I would say that it has more to do with him actually throwing, you know, 30 years later, throwing the Emperor down the chute than it does about his bloodline. But I, I will say, I always thought the concept of that prophecy, the balance of the Force and the Chosen One, I always thought it would be interesting if they took that and flipped it on its head and we found out that it was actually a Sith prophecy. 
rather than a Jedi prophecy. Uh, and and the the ramifications that would have for both the Sith and the Jedi in in retrospect. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, God. That'd That's be amazing. a cool theory. That is a cool theory. Theory if it was a Sith prophecy, because it worked well for the Sith for forty years after. But then not so much. Yeah, I mean you can imagine when the prophecy first was made, them saying, "Oh crap!" And for you know a couple hundred years, they're on their their heel, you know. They're, they're on their toes, like, who is this guy going to be? And they're always on the lookout for him. And eventually, it just fades from memory. By the time you get to Palpatine, he's forgotten all about it. Yep. And he's like, ah, that's just some silliness. Or, and he, you know. Or it could be like a Force prophecy. So it's, read it the way you want. Like, it just is from the Force. Yeah. It's not from yeah. you or you. It's just from well, the Force. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. It is, it, okay, go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. Uh, well, just because, you know, it, it, it's sort of... By the nature of what it is, it is sort of a a, a Sith and Jedi prophecy. I mean, I don't know yeah. where it came from per se, but you know, it doesn't say they will bring the light, they will bring the dark. It says they will bring the balance. So it's yeah. it really is. Which uh, I think that's been addressed before to some degree, but you know, it is weird that if it's bringing balance, you know, the Jedi always acted like, oh, this he's going to make the world all light. Like, no, it never said that. Why? Shouldn't you be kind of scared of the idea of them bringing balance? Because it doesn't mean he's for your side. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And I, I don't think we give Yoda enough credit for saying, maybe we misread this. Maybe there's something going on that we're not yeah. looking at. Well, wise he is. You know, yeah. <laughs> Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, guys. But you know what? That's going to wrap it up for uh, this month's edition of the TSW Roundtable. But first, I'm going to go once more around the table, and I'll get all of you guys to tell... The audience, well, where they can find you if they want to get a hold of you, or if you're hanging out on Twitter, or what, whatever you got going on. So I'm going to throw it to Nathan first. Uh, where can people find you if they want to chat with Nathan outside of the roundtable? Uh, the best place would be on Twitter. Uh, I'm at NAF Roberts, uh, and uh, become a TSW patron and jump into the Facebook group. Absolutely. And uh, Casey, yourself? Um, you know, honestly. I don't have Twitter. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, well, well, then, uh, so I would, then the, I would TSW, the TSW Facebook group would be the place to find exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you want to get involved with me, then yeah, yeah. Join the patron. Well, you know, I could say I'm a patron for both TSW and Tumbling Saber, and uh, for for the for for the price you you pay, you get a lot of content from the both of them. So I would I would advocate going for both. M, um, do you do you have a, a Bridger transmission coming out on February nineteenth? Eve or night, or, or are you having a pre-show? Oh, uh, we did record actually last night. I was I got the call from Kyle saying, "Look, uh, uh, you know, I know uh, it's really quick, but and I already had my first glass of well, whatever. It was Captain Morgan's. Blue so milk, he's yes. like, uh, <laughs> yeah, he's like, uh, I'm like, oh, I've been drinking a bit lately. And he's like, okay, well, will you be worse later on? I'm like. No, I think I'll try to sober well, off to come do it. No worse than Corey. Come on now. Like, <laughs> no, I know, right? I know, right? So we we recorded last night, so it should be up there really soon, hopefully. Yeah, that's actually already in the patron feed. So yeah. if you're a patron oh, of the TSW, right of, uh, of Tumbling Saber, sorry, you're then, uh, yeah, it's already in there. I see it on my phone. Awesome. Then you should go listen to it. So get my more insight in there. Uh, people can find me in two different accounts with Twitter, um, 
my main one is emalum52. So that's E-M-A-L-L-A-M-5-2. And then I just started a new Twitter to promote my YouTube channel and my website. And I'll get a Facebook page up there shortly. Uh, Geeky Savage 52 at Geeky Savage 52. Awesome. Um, you can find myself. I do this TSW Roundtable along with the uh, TSW Comics every month with uh, Mark and Tim from the Nerd Room. And you can find me there. Also, you can see everything I do outside of Star Wars. Uh, I have the Roman Podcast that drops every Wednesday night. I'm uh, not a family-friendly show, but it's if you want to laugh, it's 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 okay. Like If you want to chuckle for about a half an hour, that's when my good buddy Roman and I get together and we talk everything non-Star Wars. And, and it's not kid-friendly. So uh, also, too, if, uh, if you are listening to this and if you become a patron of the TSW community, you can, uh, you can come on the TSW Roundtable. So here we are. We get co-hosts from all over the Star Wars Commonwealth Network to join me like M did today. And we have VIPs come on and we get to, quote-unquote, talk Star Wars. So until next time, I'm Robert Cast, and we'll see you around the Roundtable. table. <laughs>